Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This week on Dueling Review, it's Commanders in Crisis number one from Image Comics. The last survivors of the multiverse live among us under new superheroic identities. Five survivors of doomed worlds taking a second chance to ensure our world lives on. A new twist on a strange superhero comic with a bleeding edge eye on the modern moment. Commanders in Crisis follows in the footsteps of Doom Patrol and the Thunderbolts as five unexpected heroes come together to solve a murder unlike any other. The victim, compassion itself. This is Idea Side. Commanders in Crisis. The world will never be the same again. <laughs> so this is an interesting concept from Steve mm-hmm. Orlando and, and uh, David Tinto. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that it is their take on all the crises events. In fact, I yes. think I think there's another crisis event going on right now in the pages of uh, DC uh, Death Metal, Dark Knight Death Metal, uh, <laughs> that is going to totally revamp their entire universe starting in January. A lot of people saw that up on the Major Spoilers website th- uh, th- this week. So you can go and, and look and see what's uh, going on with that. It looks like the 5G stuff, but this is this is a little different because... In other crossover crisis events, people buying into this already know everything about the heroes or for the most part, know who the main players are. You got your Batmans, your Captain Americas, your Hulks and your Supermans and all of that stuff. And sometimes you get some some lesser known characters. Maybe you get an Apache chief or a Blue Beetle popping up here and there. (laughs) It's your Daredevil and your Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, but in this one, it's interesting because... None of these characters have ever appeared anywhere before you are dropped. You know, this is like 1986. You go to the comic book store and you see Superman cradling Supergirl and you're like, holy cow, what is this? And you're like, I'm going to buy this with the only money that I have and I can't afford anything else. And so I'm going to go grab Crisis on an Infinite Earth. What was that? Number five, <laughs> seven, seven. Sorry. Supergirl death. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't know what's going on. And so that's kind of what this does is it drops you right into the middle of a multiverse story where all of the other uh, multiverses, uh, the universes in the multiverse have been destroyed or in the process of being destroyed. And you have like five heroes from all of these other worlds that have come together to save our current one from everything. And so I think the interesting thing about this is you get all of the beats that you find in every other crisis type event. And I don't think that this is necessarily uh, poking fun at DC or anything. I think this is all crisis events in general, because image did have one not too long ago where they had all the characters uh, in invincible and savage dragon and spawn all crossover in those kinds of things. So I don't think this is a direct dig at DC, Um, but it is interesting that in the way that it is written, you kind of do know who all these people are based on their, yeah. On their trope their and their gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. I really kind of like all of these characters. And I like the fact that while they are, you know, there's a Superman type mm-hmm. and there's a sort of a Dr. Strangey type, but 
they're really weird kind of characters and they've got some unusual powers. And there's a really great moment where uh, the Superman guy prize fighter, who was apparently powered by the adulation of crowds, saves a man and then gives him a big giant wet kiss. And I'm like, yes, well, and, yes! I'm, and, I'm and wondering the crowd if, is cheering. And I'm wondering if that's one of those things where, you know, in this universe, uh, prize fighter is, Everyone kind of knows who he is, and this firefighter is his is his other. Or if this is just, right. hey, we have saved the day, and New York is celebrating uh, VE yeah. Day by kissing the kissing the nurse in the middle of the street, kind of thing. It feels like that second to me. It feels like you know the big superhero coming in and being all woo hoo hoo and taking a moment to to kiss you know the guy that he thinks is cute. And mm-hmm. I like that. I really like the way that pops up and. I like the hidden gimmick of the book when you get to those final pages and you realize that not only are they from five different yeah. worlds, they were all president that's the of one their thing, world. That's the one thing that I wasn't super thrilled with. <laughs> Introducing like prize fighter, the president of Earth 25, and the this Earth one, J. the Earth of blah, 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 and this one, the president of blah, and it's just like, oh, give me a break. That was the one that's, thing that I was just like... Now, that's why they're commanders. Well, but here's the thing, and I understand that, and that's fine if that is if that's their gimmick, and and hopefully right. they don't pull that well, Mister President uh, card all the time or Madam President all the time throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing that I'm hoping that this does not do. Okay, I am hoping that the universe that is destroying everything is not being led by another commander who is our current administration. Yeah, I think that would be a step too far for me. But and this but is you the know, thing. But so here's the thing, though. This kind of sets it up with that big gimmick that that means that there is an evil president who is destroying compassion, who is destroying the life yep. force and destroying these other universes. Right. Well, and I mean, the, the whole someone has murdered empathy mm-hmm. is not subtle, but right. I feel like it would be a step too far to have it be a real life. I mean, you know what? If you remember a few years ago, Black Summer started with basically the Superman analog going to the White House. Yeah, and killing the president. And killing the actual real world sitting commander in chief. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's a step too far for me. Yeah. I don't who feel did, who like did that one? Orlando who did that series? would go there. I feel like Orlando will give us maybe something metaphorical. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to see, you know, someone with orange hair and a Brooklyn accent. I don't think that's going to happen. Who who did Black Summer? Was that? Uh, I was Warren Ellis. Oh, Warren Ellis. Okay, that doesn't surprise me. But okay, yeah, yeah so I, I'm sure canceled. I'm Steve. Steve Orlando probably would not do that. But it does set up this thing that obviously the evil universe is probably being run by an evil yeah. president. And Possibly. then I just have to go, oh, is is that where they're going? Now, the interesting thing is. Like other crisis events, this is a 12-issue maxi-series, which I was very surprised at, uh, because that's not normally what we... I mean, uh, at Image, you can kind of do whatever you want, providing Image thinks that you can sell something. And uh, to jump right in and say, we're going to do a 12-issue series, instead of starting out with six issues and then maybe expanding it later, um, I think is very... um, What's the word I'm looking for? not saying chutzpah. Uh, but yeah, it, fine. Gutsy. Uh, yeah, yeah, gutsy, uh, or, uh, no, it's not gutsy because that's saying that they're taking a risk doing this. 
Uh, and uh, I don't want to say bravado because that's not also the word I'm looking for, but somewhere in between gutsy and bravado. Gavado. Yes, uh, Gavado. You can go get it uh, this week's special at the uh, at the Taco Town. Oh, that sounds good. I'll have yeah. two and extra cilantro. Yep, there you go. Uh, art in this, very fine. Uh, this, you know, uh, I have over the years come to associate certain publishers with certain art styles. You know, like mm-hmm. I've, I talk about the the dark, heavy contrast and the dark uh, shading that right. we see in the in the dynamite books. Right. The art in this book feels like an image book. It does. It very much feel. I mean, it's got elements of it that remind me a little bit of Invincible mm-hmm. and a little bit of John Layman's work on Chew. But yeah, this feels like something that rolled right off the presses at Image. You can. Yeah. And Image isn't even a central company to where you can say that, but right, yeah, because it, this and, is this is what it feels like. Yeah, and again, for people that don't that aren't super aware, and I'm not aware of all the intricacies, but Image will publish your comic if it sees uh, merit in that, and of course, you kind of have to fund it a little bit yourself, is my understanding, to get some yeah. of this off the ground. You are uh, basically in charge of your own um, right, your uh, own book, and that's why whenever we look at and review uh, books from Image on the Major Spoilers website uh, over the last, I don't want to say year, it seems like, I, who knows, time is irrelevant anymore. But it seems like over the last year we've been including the editor of the comic because oftentimes we talk about it's the editor's responsibility to make sure that this is accurate right. and this is concise and this makes sense. Uh, yeah. But at Image, they don't list the editor because it is either one or two of the creators that's doing right. the editing on the project. A lot of times that is true. There are editors on Eric Larson's books and Kieran Gillen always has an editor, mm-hmm. but again, you're paying the editor. So right. if you like fraction has an editor on uh, sex criminals, yeah. but the editor is one of the people who's taking a portion of the book. And, you know, again, they're responsible for promotion and advertising. And I feel like if you said to me, Matthew, you'd say, can you come up with an idea of what a book would be like? If Image Comics were doing a loving parody of the of the big crossover Schmageggy books, I'm not saying that this is the comic book I would imagine, mm-hmm. but I feel like the comic book that I would imagine would bear enough resemblance to this that you'd go, "Huh, yeah, I see that." Yeah, you know? not, and hmm, I, I, I go ahead and finish because I'm I'm curious about a word that you used. I feel like. Uh, When it comes to, especially Orlando, but when it comes to certain creators, you get a point where I feel at least that Orlando is a fellow nerd. I feel like Orlando is the guy who, you know, in his in his Justice League of America run brought back 90s Lobo Fragon Bastich and made him work in a modern context, made him fun. He took Extraño from uh, the New Guardians, the character who was probably the first openly gay character in comic books, depending on your definition, and was always a huge joke, brought him back as a dead serious, dangerous elder statesman of magic and pulled it off, made it work, and had him accept you know, and say, this is my past, this is my history, I was anti-extraño in the 80s, and mm-hmm. made it all work. I feel like when a, when a book like this comes out, you can... Re- at least I feel like you can tell when someone loves a comic, but isn't necessarily hidebound to keep repeating what those comics did. 
You know, you get the same thing, I think, from Robert Kirkman. Kirkman's Invincible is a love letter to classic Marvel. Yeah. But it's not an amazing Spider-Man comic. Right. And so that's kind of where I want to kind of go back to that word that you use, that this is a parody, because this really doesn't feel like a parody. To me, parody is we're making fun of, we're, you know, we're poking at this thing. And Commanders in Crisis is, while it may have some moments where it's president of Earth One, you know, that may feel a little ridiculous. Um, this does feel like it's not a parody, but more of let's homage this, let's pay respect to these crises, but let's give our own take on it, but let's not go wacky, you know, in the wiki woo kind of uh, way, uh, kind of like invincible was that way. It's not a parody of superhero comics because it gets very serious in a lot of spaces, but it is an homage to everything that Kirkman loved about DC and Marvel. And so I think instead of parody, I say pastiche. I would, I would, I would go with that an homage or, you know, their take on, I think are all words that, that, that fit in this. Uh, Some people might look at this and say it's a parody because man, uh, look how ridiculous some of these suits are. Look how ridiculous some of these situations are. I'm sure those suits are ridiculous. Those suits are great. No, I'm, I'm not saying I'm saying that I'm saying other people are going to say that just like other people are going to not buy this comic because of, of, uh, of prize fighter. That's true. I mean, but this is also something that I really appreciate when it comes to Orlando. When you break down this team and you get to the end of the book and they do the breakdown, you have a team that is primarily female. You have a team that includes a Latinx character, a a Pakistani character, you know, an African-American character, a black character. You Mm -hmm. have a lot of representation in these five characters, but it's not, Hey, here's the guy who's specifically designed to be the be all for all the characters. This is not like, you know, here is our gay character. Here's some characters. You find out in the story that, you know, prize fighters gay, you find out in the story that they were all presidents. You find out these things. And I feel like it rolls out of the story and I'm sure that in the, the creative process, there was a conscious decision to say, we need to get our representation in here. We need to make sure that this is not, yeah. you know, another Justice League of seven Caucasians. Right, 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 right. And I, I'm, I'm guessing from just reading this first issue that Steve Orlando's politics are not uh, right leaning. Uh, and that's fine. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. But yeah. uh, I think people who are right leaning and who are not open minded uh, probably are not going to enjoy this issue because they're going to just jump on the internet and scream about SJWs and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't care. I enjoyed this comic for what it is and I like what they're doing. And I'm very curious to see, you know, who or what the big bad is. Right. And I'm kind of interested to see if this creative team is able to carry this story over 12 issues and right. make it feel as impactful as crisis on infinite earths or countdown or you know whatever marvel event is going on this week countdown was impactful no no, oh no no i'm not i'm thinking of 52 that's what i'm thinking of you are thinking of 52 because countdown was like a giant brush very very much a mess i was thinking it was a dumpster fire in a train wreck yeah or whatever you know or whatever the big event is at marvel this month you know we've got uh the king in black thing uh going on with all the planet of the symbiotes and so you know i want to see if they can make this feel fresh and feel like it is hitting all the points. We want something like this to hit and, uh, and make it work. Uh, I don't want to get to issue six and go, man, we got six more issues of this. 
Yeah, and it, this is the thing. There are certain times when you read enough of a writer's work that you kind of get a, an appreciation and a trust of them. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of Orlando because I really enjoyed Orlando's stuff, the first stuff that I ran into. So I read, you know, some of his work. He did uh, some stuff for Young Animal. He did the Milk Wars crossover. <laughs> I hated Milk Wars, but man, that was a fun book. And he did a, a run on Justice League. He did uh, a really good run of Midnighter, mm-hmm. actually a solo book for Midnighter. And I feel like at this point, I trust him to not burn it all down. I feel like we're going to get this. I'm sold on 12 issues based on this particular debut. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm definitely uh, in know. for six. Yeah, I'm definitely in. I'm in for the whole game because I really love it when you get a book and it's like, hey, how are you? Here's a bunch of new guys you've never heard of. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. I've already, you know, been scanning this issue and going, yep, I need that image and I need that image and I need that image. So about a year from now, these guys are going to start showing up in 10 things list if I have my way. But yeah. 10, 10 superhero presidents. And you got five of them right there, Matthew. Nah, you, just, I, I, you just need the uh, the uh, black Superman of uh, Earth. What are, what are Earth, 23? 23. Uh, then there's then, super president from uh-huh. the cartoon in 67. And then but here's the thing. I couldn't use all five of these guys. It's not it's not fair play to <laughs> dip from the same. Well, sure it is. No, it's that, not that fair way. Play that way you well. that way you you promote this series in the process and you get goodwill from image <laughs> comics. So. Right, but uh, by know, the Bob, time I actually get that list to to up and running, this series is going to be over. Yeah, just I'm in time like for the trade paperback. Just in time for the trade paperback. Um, I guess bottom line for me is I like the art, I like the story, I like where this is going. Uh, I appreciate everything that's in here. Uh, I want to see how the, the the president's deal ties in because that was the only thing that just felt a little weird uh, to me. Uh, but. I think, again, as I said earlier, if you are right-leaning, this is not going to be a a series that you're going to enjoy. Or maybe you will. Maybe you'll open this up and go, wow, I'm really starting to think about this in very different ways. My guess is probably not. Uh, But for everyone else, I think this is a good book. I really enjoyed it. I agree. And like I said, I love this book. I think this is a book where I am the target audience. The fact that one of the characters is Originator, whose superpower is the ability to create a concept say the, yeah, word, say the word for it yeah. and speak it into existence i think that is my favorite character in this book that is a great superpower yeah i mean i love the that just the and, and the cool thing down. is the cool thing is is the calligraphy that they use for the the words because each word is a little different if it's right. you know latin based it's kind of written in you know roman script if it's supposed to be from somewhere else it kind of takes on a different style Yes. Uh, so I, I really, I really enjoyed that. So it was, it was good. That that's my favorite character. I like the fact that you get five characters who are recognizable archetypes, mm-hmm. but they're not the same character five times. You have moments. You know, Prize Fighter has a great big world championship belt built into his uniform. Yeah. And Sawbones looks like you know, kind of a weird green arrow from an alternate universe or someone who's been through the dark times. Yeah. You know, I like the fact that this, this group has the representation that it has. I love the fact that six pages into this, I'm like, okay, I would read these individual books. I would read the Mm -hmm. action commanders. Mm -hmm. I would read this book and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is just right where I need to be. And 
as much as I say sometimes art is a huge deal, in this one, the art is just plain pleasant. It's never distracting. It's never too flashy, never too showy. It's just great. Yeah. I mean, part of the story has uh, has uh, originator sitting in a library with her friend, mm-hmm. and she's got this look on her face like, I cannot believe you are asking me to help you with my magic powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it's just it's, so it's good. good. It really, really is good. And, you know, honestly, when we were running through the list of comics coming out uh, for this week, I really, really honestly thought that people were going to jump all over that Rorschach number one from DC mm-hmm. Comics because of uh, you and I have kind of very opposite feelings of uh, Watchmen post Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I really thought everyone was going to pick that. But the majority of our listeners went over to Patreon.com slash Major Spoilers Voted and said Commanders in Crisis, and I'm I'm very pleased with it. I really because am pleased with it. Because they love me. I don't know if it's because they love you, because they would have definitely voted for Rorschach in that case, because they love they to, to they love me. to hear you uh, rant and rave, and they love reading your Why Do You Hate Me posts over at <laughs> Patreon.com slash Major Spoilers that everybody has access to. Also, That's everybody true. has access to uh, the the lists for next week, and you don't even have to be a paying Patreon member to cast your vote uh, or to share your thought on what comic we should review next week. Just head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and look for the October 21st uh, listing and then look at the listings and then pick one and use it in the comment section. Again, we don't do trade paperbacks. Um, sometimes if we it's don't really do like reprints or, or yeah, second printings, those kinds of things. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it's a super hard comic to find, then right. we really can't do that. But coming out next week uh, from boom studios, we have Dune house of Atreides. I think is how you say it. Atreides. Uh, Atreides. A tree for you and a tree for these. (laughs) Faithless 2, number 5. Something is Killing the Children, number 11. Dark Horse Comics has Hidden Society, number 4. That's the final issue there. Skulldigger and Skeleton Boy, number 5. The penultimate issue there. You Look Like Death. Tales from the Umbrella Academy, number 2. That's about the, what's the uh, one-third mark on uh, on a series? I don't know. Uh, uh, the middle. The Somewhere in there. Uh, Dynamite Entertainment next week has uh, Betty Page, number three, Green Hornet, number three. Now, that's one of those version variant cover things for 50 bucks. So if you're into that, you can grade it. Uh, you can grab it. Uh, there's also Red Sonia Age of Chaos, number two, which is a CGC graded cover for 90 bucks. Uh, but you can also go pick yep. up Mars Attacks, Red Sonia, number three, for 399 or Vengeance of Vampirilla, number 11, for 399 IDW Publishing has a short week next week. Only four issues coming out. Actually, only two issues coming out. Uh, only one issue. Co- actually, only one issue coming out next week. <gasps> TMNT ongoing 110 with the other two. Uh, Home Time is a, is a uh, trade paperback hardcover. And Pearl Jam Art of the Do the Evolution hardcover. 40 bucks for that evolution! one. Image Comics next week, Family Tree number nine, Firepower Fireball gets a bunch of t-shirts in uh, various sizes, only going up to 3X. Gideon Falls number 26, Nomen Omen number 10, Rat Queens number 22, Savage Dragon 253, and Scumbag number one. Hmm, interesting. Marvel Comics next week has the Daredevil number 23, Fantastic Four number 25, Iron Man number two. Uh, Maestro, number three. Spider-Woman, number five. Uh, that one has a lot of covers. Is that the uh, is that the anniversary issue or not? I think that is the 200th issue. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Uh, True Believers, Black Widow and Avenger number one. Uh, True Believers, Black Widow, Dark Star, Dark Star number one. And True Believers, Black Widow, Taskmaster Master number one. All comics for a buck. Uh, and also wrapping up the list is X-Men number 13. In all the rest category, we have uh, Archie Jumbo Comics Digest 314 for eight bucks. Blade Runner 2019, number 11. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Dead Day, number four. Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Blood, number one. That's got a Mr. rating after it, so you want to be careful about that. Don't want to yeah. give that to the kids going, oh, Edgar Allan Poe, I remember the Raven. Here you go, kid. Uh, <laughs> it's called Snifter of Blood. I'm hoping yeah, no know. one will make that mistake. Yeah, you know. Hmm. Goiter number five comes out next week, <laughs> thankfully. Take, take that fifth goiter out. Yeah, just get rid of that. Just <laughs> surgically excise that baby and be done with it. King Tank Girl number one. I'm sure that's from uh, Titan Comics. Lady Death Scorched Earth number two is of a two-issue miniseries. Who else do we have? We have uh, um, Shadow Service number three, Star Wars, uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, screen comics. That's $14.99. And then we'll wrap up this uh, this part of the list with Zorro, Galleon of the Dead number two. Now, well, I mean, what are you going to do to get them in a galleon? Isn't that a liquid measure? You know, usually here we probably should go by liters or pints. But yeah, right. a galleon is a little bit a uh, little bit off for I our think four quarts readers. is a galleon. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, coming out next week from DC Comics, uh, this list coming from the comicsology.com website. Aquaman number 64, Batman number 101. Uh, Batman, uh, White Knights, whatever that new series is, uh, number one comes out next week with Harley Quinn. Uh, let's see. Dark Knight's Death Metal, uh, Robin King, uh, number one. Deceased, Hope at World's End, number 12. Uh, Nightwing, number 75. That's a $6 book right there. Wow. Uh, actually, as I'm looking at this, there are a lot of... So, Nightwing and Dark Knight's Death Metal, Robin King are both $6 books. Wow. Yeah, and the rest are, well, uh, Batman the White Knight with Harley Quinn is a $5 book. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's that's it. Uh, all the rest are three ninety nine. Uh, but you can also get Scooby Doo. Where are you? Issue one hundred six. Teen Titans uh, number forty six and Wonder Woman. Um, that's a digital comic. You can get that for ninety nine cents. So there you go. Again, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers right now. Don't wait. You definitely don't want to wait because uh, the early birds get the worm in this case. Right, rush least, right out in a buying frenzy. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and uh, share your thoughts on what comic we should review next week. We'll be back to review the one that gets the most votes or the most nominations. And you'll also be able to hear Matthew say, He can kill the biggest and the meanest alligator and only use one hand. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.